This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast for July 19th, brought to you by Onnit.com. You can go to our uh, podcast page, check out the link, go there, support the Fightful.com podcast. Also, Check out draftbeast.com. While you're in the draft mood, my friends, draftbeast.com is the place to go. I am joined by a very special guest. I was able to pick him up for our Tuesday shows when I got the managing editor spot at fightful.com. My boss said, I would like for you to go out and get different hosts for each day. And I was like, sure, why not? I already had two in mind. One was my good friend, Rob McCarron from Shake Them Ropes. The other guy was the man you're about to meet, Jeff Hawkins, also of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I, uh, as I told Rob, it's going to be nice to have a host who lets me talk occasionally. <laughs> You've come to the wrong place. I know. It's, it's, it's pretty much this, that's going to happen here, too. I get it. No, I'm happy to be here. Happy to uh, talk some SmackDown, maybe a little bit of a singular focus on one show, which is kind of nice. I don't have to be all over the place. And uh, I enjoy yours and Rob's work. I, I also asked, do I have to be a heel in this territory since I was a face in that territory? We are a baby face only territory. Actually, okay. Russo, it's Russo. Russo's the heel. Okay. Russo <laughs> did that mock draft with me last week, and I mopped the floor with him. It was a landslide. He didn't even crack 40% in the polls. I destroyed a guy who is a former WCW champion who booked WWF, WCW, and TNA. And I will not get into how successfully he did a couple of those, uh, but I destroyed him. I am much better than Vince Russo at wrestling-related things is, is what I figured out. Um, now, 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 is your draft better than – <laughs> was 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 his actually was his draft better than this SmackDown draft? Uh, I don't know. He had Raw, but we didn't okay. have the three picks to two picks things of that nature. So okay, yeah, there's there's that. Um, we're going to talk the draft. We're going to talk very little about SmackDown as an actual show outside of that. But of course, we will we will approach that. Um, this was a unique draft, to say the least. It's still going on. We're going to be telling you all about the picks as they happen, any trades that happen. Um, our friend uh, Alex over at Fightful.com has taken over the draft center for me, where many of you may be watching from now. If you're not, go over to Fightful.com. Go to our draft center. It's the first thing you'll see on the page. Open up the uh, podcast in that link, my friends. Help the site out a little bit. They started the show out with, you know, with a bang. They didn't, you know, they, everybody out on the ramp, no, no shit. They just went right to the picks. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, your number one pick for Monday Night Raw. What did you think about that, Jeff? I thought it was a smart pick. And I think in the overall scheme, it's possible that this is the best thing for Dean Ambrose to be away from the other two members of the Shield for him to grow. Now, given the roster that they have, it would appear that they, we may end up with Dean Ambrose fighting Bray Wyatt again. But overall, I thought the first two picks were very smart. And I think, I think it also just – it was a bit of a surprise because I thought Dean would actually be Stephanie's number one pick, and then that would be kind of the through line going into Raw would be kind of the new version of that McMahon-Austin type of dynamic. But the, but the Rollins pick still makes sense. Sure, absolutely. Um yeah, I kind of like this because you know, it's it's Stephanie McMahon playing favorites with, with one of her guys. Yeah. Even though she said, I'm not working with you anymore, yada, yada, all that crap. This, this was her guy. This was the guy that she wanted because she feels like she could easily manipulate Seth Rollins. A uh, little bit of a pop from Shane McMahon calling him CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, 
You know, he, he reads the internet. He, he's well aware. I like this pick. I like it because uh, just for a number of reasons. He, he's, he's a very versatile guy. Um, he's proven that he can – the ratings didn't reflect it, but he, he held his own on Raw. But also, you know, there were a lot of people wondering, will it be Brock? Will it be Roman Reigns? Will it be John Cena? We'll get to this a little bit later, but it does magnify his importance as, as well. He forever can say, much like Chris Jericho can always say, I beat Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night. Seth Rollins can always say, I was the first draft pick. The first. Yeah. Yeah, and it also shows that they have a lot of faith in him that they don't think that that injury is going to pop back up again. I think. Yeah. Uh, Rob is in the chat room saying, who's this new guy? Where's Vince? Appears, <laughs> <laughs> Rob. For the, record, guys, <laughs> for the record, guys, Vince Russo appears on our midweek shows on Thursday. I'm going to talk draft with him. I have a lot of cool stuff planned with, with Vince Russo in the future. We're going to do... Ask me anything with Vince Russo. We're going to do Wikipedia fact or fiction with Vince Russo. That should be fun. Um, we may do a thing called I had nothing to do with it, bro. Maybe one of those <laughs> where I ask him about storylines and he tells me if he did or did not have anything to do with it, bro. Looking forward to it. Vince and I, we have some fun on our shows. Very, very good stuff. Um Number two pick, Dean Ambrose, WWE World Heavyweight Champion, one of the faces of SmackDown, Jeff. You have to take the world champion in the first round, don't you? Yes, absolutely, because it makes the belt important, and the belt, it's supposed to be the most important title in the, in the company. Yes, you have to take them as one of the top two. Now, whether or not he's holding that title after Sunday, I have questions, but uh, for right now, uh, yeah, no, that, that had to be the pick. Well, I am sad to report that on the post-show, Golden Truth was the first selection from Raw. (laughs) I'm going to find out if these are um, at random. Okay. Because if they're not, you know what? If they are at random, that might make a little more sense. Because you know how... uh, you know, some of these speculated NXT names that might be called up, that could justify some of those people being called up if it's oh, at, at this, random. Yeah, well, no, at this point, you're going to have your lower-tier NXT people. Uh, th- they did a very smart thing here with the NXT people in that they only focused on one male single star, one tag team, and one female star. They didn't clutter it up. Now you're going to probably have maybe an Alexa Bliss, a Ty Dillinger, you know, even – something as low as the authors of pain or Carmella being called in, but it's not going to be anybody like Nakamura or Joe. I don't think, although it would help SmackDown's roster immensely if it were, but they, they'd have put that on television. Indeed. Also, uh, we'll get to some of these later picks, but um, early on, you know, Dean Ambrose selected second round, well, not second round. It's all the first round. What they would do is they called them rounds, but the first five picks um, were called the first round. Raw would get three. SmackDown would get two. Uh, so that was how each round was done. I like this format. I like the rapid-fire format. Uh, also, Rob, in the, the comment section saying, go subscribe to his channel if you haven't already. Yes, please do so. Uh, Shake Them Ropes, fantastic show. Features uh, Rob and Jeff. So he's shamelessly plugging it in there. <laughs> this is just wrong. He's, he's taking up my time and he's not even on this show. What are you doing to me? Okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> hey, he's, he's, he's being a glory hog. He, I know. It's, it's just, just sad and pathetic. You have your shows. You have your own YouTube channel. Not, not only that, he has specifically said that he only wants to do one show a week with us. <laughs> and here he is. Here he is. He says he does Mondays, a.k.a. the A show. Um, <laughs> well, he's not wrong that he has the A show. I, I get, you know, it's funny. I get off of raw reviews over at, at the other side I'm on. And, and now I, I get smacked down with, with, with this, which isn't bad. There's some hope there. But they're really going to have to do a lot of really strong writing, I think, to make up for yeah. the talent disparity. Um, <laughs> Rob. 
Yeah, um, it's. I haven't gotten any word on if these picks are at random uh, on the on the network or not. But if Golden Truth got selected at thirty or thirty-one, rather, yeah, or whatever number they're at, I, I would think so. Charlotte, the third pick. I love this because it mm-hmm. established that the women's title was important, very important. Uh, what did you think of it, Jeff? All right, you've frozen up just a bit there. Okay, now you're back. Are you there? I'm here. This uh, pick established that the women's championship is important. Um, what did you think of the pick? No, I thought I thought it was very important to do that. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the women's champ is on Raw as opposed to SmackDown. I really think they needed either the tag champs or the women's champ on one of those shows if they're going to just do one belt. But I assume now they're going to do two title or two titles on each. Uh, but no, I thought I thought it was important for the women's division that the champion be drafted high, and this was a very very good move on their part. I do too. They needed to to establish that it was important. They also did that with the number five pick. I'll go back to the number four pick, Finn Balor. Number five pick, first NXT pick, the last one we'd see for quite a while as well. This allows him to instantly come in and be an important player. Now, uh, interesting part of this, this is on Rob, which has that cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to be in that cruiserweight division, or do you think he will compete with heavyweights? Maybe I think I think there's a strong possibility he'll be put in the cruiserweight division along with Neville, who was drafted later, uh, to give them some star power from the main roster once they bring that that entire uh, crew up. Uh, but there's also the possibility he becomes a main event player with his boys with the club. And I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I think Finn Balor needs a heel run, something fierce, to get his promos up to speed once he's on the main roster. Kind of like how AJ Styles was. A bit, he was a bit clunky when he was doing those face promos, but once he became a heel, he really caught his groove a bit, and now you can move him back to being a face. I think Finn Balor needs the same. Also, AJ Styles selected to SmackDown with the fourth overall pick. Uh, this is this, you know, we we had heard rumors that WWE sees this guy as a big deal. They they've booked him as such, but this really solidifies it. This really shows how much AJ Styles mean to them. There's no TNA stink on him, so to speak. There's no, you know, they don't seem to hold anything against them for that run. They look at AJ Styles as a big player, and, you know, this, this, this really, really sets that in stone. What did you think of them taking uh, AJ Styles so high? If AJ Styles isn't the MVP of the WWE this year, it's Kevin Owens right now, um, definitely. And I think they needed that star power on SmackDown here, um, especially after, you know, the first three picks of Raw were former champion, women's champion, former NXT champion, hot new star. I think they needed someone who would be a big name and would be a guaranteed pop for the crowd. And I don't think John Cena would have been that name. I think AJ Styles was a very smart move here. I do too. Started to get into some real Real interesting picks here. Uh, <laughs> a, few, a few guys who were expected to go maybe one, two, and three. Roman Reigns, John Cena, Brock Lesnar back-to-back. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar uh, can argue uh, – did you see that picture, that Photoshopped picture that I released of them pulling back and forth the box of drugs? Oh, yeah. They now yeah, get that, that opportunity – on Raw, while John Cena goes to SmackDown. Now, John Cena said on the WWE Network that if anybody thinks that Raw is the flagship after him getting picked to go to SmackDown, that they are in for a rude awakening, and that he wants to set an example and show that even though he has a busy schedule, that you know he will still help lead SmackDown. Now, on the house show side of things, SmackDown might be hurting a little bit. I don't know. I'll have to. We we still have a lot to see there's still the trades to be made there's this wonky ass post-show draft that's going on right now that we will get to in moments um a little update on that Kane has gone to Smackdown uh the Usos have gone to Smackdown Titus O'Neil and Paige in addition to Golden Truth to Raw so Paige and Alberto Del Rio are split up um 
Hmm. Lesnar's not going to be on Raw much, but he's there. Roman Reigns is going to be on Raw a lot. John Cena will be on SmackDown, won't be on the live events. Also, you get Randy Orton at SmackDown. Orton and Lesnar, they face off at SummerSlam. So we already kind of have a, a first interpromotional match after Battleground. What did you think of the Reigns, Cena, Lesnar, Orton, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, really big names? Were you surprised that these four in particular fell this far? No. I say, I say that like it's a shoot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but it also, uh, it, you know, it, it, Cena helps uh, – kind of get the quote-unquote stink off of the Reigns and Lesnar issues outside, and, you know, and including Randy Orton in that whole crew as well, who's had his former wellness violations and, and injury problems and just being out of sight, out of mind. You know, this was, this was the smart move. The three guys who are persona non grata right now and coming back and then with a very, very big star who still has a lot of credibility with that audience. No, that was great. And then, of course, with the New Day as well, who were also in this pack of five, um, no, that, it was very smart how they kind of, as as you like to say, hid their flaws on on this one. Um, so I I really I thought it was very, as a PR move, it was very very smart. I like that as well. Also, all of these people that got drafted before them, just based on them getting picked this late, makes them seem more important as well. Um, mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool because you know that could be an automatic thing. You know, AJ Styles can feud with Randy Orton or John Cena, really anybody, and say, you know, I was picked before you. I, you yeah. know, somebody thought I was better than you, and it's time for me to prove it. I like that. Um, now we started a trend at number ten of Raw really starting to do some damage in the tag team division. They got New Day at number ten. They got Enzo and Cass at number 20. They got Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows at number 21. Well, this did a few things. It solidified their tag team division big time. I thought for sure New Day, Enzo, and Cass would end up on different brands. That didn't happen. Anderson and Gallows are split from AJ Styles. But we could very well see the Balor Club, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Your feelings. I, I, and, I, and again, I think that'd be very, very smart of them to do that here. If they're going to push Finn as a heavyweight, put him with those two and have a couple of heavies to kind of make up for his size a bit here. I, I think, I think initially he's going to get a face run, and then eventually they'll they'll pair him up with Gallows and Anderson. But I don't think that'll be too quick. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that with the tag team power on Raw, that then the SmackDown went with American Alpha which is very, very interesting. But I think also SmackDown needed that. That was the first time I was really juiced for the SmackDown draft was that pick number 22 with American Alpha. I like Becky Lynch a lot. I think she's going to have a great opportunity to rehab her character on SmackDown, possibly, once they get her away from Natty, which I thought was kind of an unfortunate circumstance. But, uh, no, the American Alpha pick was interesting given that a lot of the tag team power is over on Raw. Sami Zayn at number 11, right after he got chokeslammed by Kane. Unusual time for them to to select Sami Zayn because they just <laughs> had him get destroyed by Kane. Um, but that that's, you know, Kevin Owens fell to number 18. Yeah. This is interesting because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are not escaping each other. What I'm hoping happens here is that they can't get away from each other and they have to form a tag team. Ooh. Then, you know, you have somebody to battle, maybe New Day, maybe Enzo and Cass, maybe Anderson and Gallows, and you, you have a, yet another team in that, in that division. Also, though, Cesaro at 28, Chris Jericho at number 15. My fear is that we have this terrible carousel of Zayn, Cesaro, Jericho, and uh, Owens that just doesn't seem to end right now, and it doesn't look like it will end anytime soon. You think they're going to switch that up at all? Not right now, and it shocked me that they took Jericho and even Becky and maybe even Sammy over your Intercontinental and your U.S. titles when those two titles really need to be strengthened now that you're going to be having this this brand extension and having one of those on each as your secondary title. I thought that was kind of a mistake in planning. And, yeah, I mean, we've seen every combination of these four together. They need to move on. It, it, 
it kind of hurts the whole new era. We're looking forward the part of the brand extension when all the same matches that you've had before are now on each individual brand. I, I, I think there, that that's part of my disappointment with this draft was there wasn't enough splitting of people who are already in feuds to help push battleground on Sunday as this is going to be the last time you're going to see these guys go against each other for a while. Right now, all you have on that is the Enzo cast, John Cena versus AJ Styles in the club one. And that's probably the whole point was to make that one quote unquote special. But at the same time, you could have done this up and down the card and made the whole thing feel special. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, SmackDown took Bray Wyatt at number 12. I thought that was a good pick. They, mm-hmm. A good star power pick that they, they could use. Uh, interesting to note, the Wyatt family was not selected as a unit. No other Wyatt family members have been selected as of yet. Raw also started to take off with the women's division. Nia Jax was selected um, at number 25. But we'll get to these other picks as well, guys. I know we're going out of order. Mm-hmm. 25, Nia Jackson. You know, I saw people that say, well, she's 30-something. What more can she accomplish in NXT? Well, getting better in the ring, for one. Working like a person that is her size, another. There, there's plenty she could do at NXT. But uh, I think she'll be fine because she generally, when she works with really great workers, then she does pretty well in the ring. And she's got some okay workers to to go with in, in the ring. Were you surprised that Nia Jax, even if maybe you heard that it was happening beforehand, were you surprised that she was the first woman from NXT to get called up? Yes. I, overall, yes, even though I had heard such things and I kind of cynically posted that I thought Nia was going to be a lock to be brought up. But you also have to remember, they want to keep The Rock happy. And Nia Jax is kin. So, I mean, yeah, she, she can take the quote-unquote Tamina spot for right now. Um, she she's can a little take bit, that she's, spot forever if it means yes. it's Tamina coming back. Yeah, she, she can. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think she, she works better with – she'll work better with Sasha and Charlotte than, than Tamina did. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I get it. I think they're leaving money on the table if they don't bring Bailey up very, very soon, though, because she's a million-dollar character. She's, she's a gold mine. So, but I wasn't surprised. And I, I you know, you kind of knew Sasha and Charlotte were going to be kept together, but I was, there's part of me that was hoping that Charlotte was going to headline raw. Sasha would headline SmackDown. And then you could build the two divisions up that way. I really hope this is a floating title that goes between two brands because man, this is paper thin. You mentioned Bailey and she did not get picked in the first 30. Hasn't been picked as of yet. I, I was at the NXT show at Highland Heights on Friday, and you know it's it's really nothing special to see kids that cry because of that. But she is the only person, maybe John Cena, who is quite comparable that I have seen that make their parents cry. Mm-hmm. When she's a, tra- she's, a, she's a she's a transcendent character. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And you know uh, when, when I went to when I went to, yeah when I went to Dallas, it was the same way. I mean, it was just awesome to see how many how many families she had actually brought in who, you know, you had the hardcores who were there to see Nakamura and Zane, but you also had the family aspect of it who were there to see Bailey. So, I mean, I think it's an awesome dynamic to have on a card and it's really not being utilized on the main one. Yeah. uh, Don't know what's going on. There needs to be some sort of explanation why these people aren't picked. I've still not got a solid answer about whether these network picks are random or not i've heard people say it must be i've heard people say no but there is no way the ascension has been picked at number 41 by smackdown naomi kalisto also going to smackdown raw gets Paige, darren young with bob backland uh, <laughs> sinkara and jack swagger so kalisto not on the brand that has the cruiserweight title yeah I guess they want to build him as a. This is the. This is exactly the Rey Mysterio build. Put him and on the know, SmackDown and build him up, and then hopefully, then port him over eventually. And they they just signed Grand Metallic too, so. Hmm. Ooh, rough rough goings for Kalisto for a while. What a steal oh. to get the Ascension at forty one. <laughs> I hope to God they say these are random. I know I've said that a lot, but Jesus Christ, guys. Uh, Sasha Banks at thirteen. 
Becky Lynch at 14. So SmackDown will have something of a women's division. They also took Natalia at 27. They have Naomi at 39. But, who <laughs> boy, if this isn't a floating championship, this women's division on SmackDown is looking straight duty. Although they, they do have Maurice, I guess maybe she could wrestle again. I don't know. No, but the, but the telltale sign will be if Dana Brooke gets signed over to SmackDown. Whoa. God, (laughs) I wish I could drown myself with that bottle of water. Um, Yeesh. Um, Rusev with Lana and Chris Jericho go at 15 and 16 to Raw. This is good. Solidifies that mid-card, upper mid-card. SmackDown answered by taking the Miz at 17. That was your traditional, you know, we get one champion, so the other brand's taking the other one. We saw that. Mm Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, selected at 24 and 29, respectively, by SmackDown. Much of the same. Uh, they, they, had to, they had to fill up that upper mid-card. Raw gets Sheamus at 30, Cesaro at 28, and The Big Show at 23. Now, the thing I liked about The Big Show pick is that still, 15 years later, Shane McMahon hates The Big Show. That's the important thing to me is that Shane McMahon at least cares about some continuity and makes fun of the big show. Raw also selected Raw also selected Neville obviously for their cruiserweight division. Good good move on my in on uh in my estimation. But mm-hmm. you know we we talked about these mid to upper mid card guys. How do you think this these are as fits for each brand? Like we said I said I think Neville is an important part of this cruiserweight division if they decide to bring that up as a major part of Raw. I think both him and possibly Finn as quote-unquote stars who are established that can then go in there and have that star credibility while everybody else is learning who these guys are. Um, You know, Ziggler and Alberto Del Rio, you know, Ziggler's always going to have those solid work rate matches that people like. So, I mean, he's a solid guy to put in there. And Del Rio, Del Rio's done nothing for me on this run. Absolutely. He's the most boring performer, I think, on, on the WWE roster right now um, in terms of even just watching him kind of go through the motions on each match. Maybe this will motivate him. Maybe maybe they can rebuild him here, hopefully. I, I have my doubts about that. Uh, let me backtrack a bit. What did you think about... How did you react when they took Enzo and Cass together? Because they did not at all pay off that rule in the draft about drafting a guy from a tag team as a solo guy. And and there was a lot of speculation that Enzo and Cass would be that team to get broken up. I'm, I'm glad they didn't because yeah. these two need to stay together. Um, even if Cass is a singles, there ain't a damn thing wrong with making Enzo his manager. Because no. Enzo's money isn't always going to be made in the ring. It can be made in the ring, but it won't always be. Also, I mean, I don't have that much of a problem with them not paying that off, but I do like them throwing that out there as a possibility that maybe, you know, Stephanie McMahon could be so vindictive and such a bitch that she just takes one person because she hates them. Um, worth noting that Del Rio and Paige, real life backstage, are split. Also, some breaking news, Alexa Bliss to SmackDown. I had Alexa Bliss getting called up, so yeah, no, that's like actually that. a, that's a great call. That is a great call to solidify that division. She is not great yet, but putting her in the ring there with Natty and and Becky Lynch, possibly, yes, that will that will do nothing but help Alexa Bliss. She needs to be in there with people who are better than her right now, and and you know she had Asuka and Bailey in NXT, but she she can really she had kind of done what she could in NXT I think once they split her off from uh from Murphy and 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 uh the other guy <laughs> Blake and Murphy Blake, yeah. uh, I I, th- I think it was time to to do something with her and you can use her as either a face or a heel up there she's done really well with both I think uh her heel run her heel in ring work just shot right through the roof in a hurry just like over the past several months I will never accuse elect uh, or at least in the past, I've never accused Nia Jax, Carmella, or Alexa of being great workers. That triple threat match they had on NXT was a ton of fun. I loved it. It was really oh, yeah. good. 
Also, no, um, and and Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss's facials are, especially as a heel, a pissed off heel, are phenomenal. She has a rubber face yeah. that is just great for that kind of stuff. Interviewed her at the at the Arnold Classic. Uh, wonderful person. Also, Kalisto apparently just cut an all time bad promo on uh, the WWE Network. Yeah, he is shit on the mic. He's terrible. <laughs> ever. Miserable. Um, yes. Very, another very nice human being. Very talented in-ring worker. Also incredibly bad on the mic. SmackDown, maybe a good move there. Not a whole lot of promo time on that show. Two hours. Um, damn, that, that mic work is just miserable. Oh, no, he was god-awful when they kept putting him on commentary. and oh, they kept, and, like, and, and it had to be and a rip. Kept, Oh no! Well, they also not only that, but they gave him the they gave him the, the 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 kiss of death where he had to mention Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero every time as, as albatrosses around his neck because you know all smaller Hispanic flyers have to have to all be linked together so that the star so that the people know to cheer for him. I just thought it was such a cynically put together type of thing. And, and they're of course talking in his ear this whole time while he's trying to say the words out there and he can't keep straight. Oh no, it was, it was God awful. I mean, there, there are fewer guys who have been bad on commentary this year than uh, Callisto. Also, if, if our uh, draft board is correct, Apollo Cruz, Zach Ryder to SmackDown, the Dudley boys, Summer Ray and Mark Henry to raw Jack Swagger to raw as well. Oh, so, that actually might work for Jack Swagger a bit. Jack Swagger's a guy that he's criminally underused. Oh, That's yeah. it. How, how far has Apollo Crews fallen since WrestleMania? Dear what? Lord, the, the Ascension guy. got drafted over him. I really hope. <laughs> I really hope they say these are, are at random because it's the only way to explain these. Like because I, I love Alexa Bliss, for, but from a marketing perspective, how is she? She's not a better wrestler. She's not more popular. None of that. If they, they say, hey, you know, random, cool. Okay. That explains the Ascension getting picked at all. Because, you know, if I'm a GM, I'm saying, yeah, let's just let them do the free agency thing. See how that works out. Well, the let's other way if, you can do this. Let's see if AIW signs them. Maybe takes them off their hands. Amnesty yep. rule. You could do this with with William Regal somehow. That Regal got to protect some guys mm-hmm. for his NXT, and that way, you know, if, if you had had a lot of fun with this, like most drafts are, you could have done a lot of things with this. I thought the WWE Network coverage was great. You could have had those types of interviews where, hey, I get to protect a certain number of people to keep my NXT brand strong, but unfortunately, I could not they protect. Had to have been signed for a year, anything like that, because yeah. They're not taking anybody that hasn't been signed for a year. That that kind of I think that covers. Does that cover Joe? I can't remember. I don't think he was around a year. I can't remember. Um, he's around this time though. Yeah, uh, the Dudley Boys, another solid tag team, going to Raw. Um, they can lose. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's, that's what they're there to do. That's what they're there to do at this point. They're there to lose to other teams. Then the way I look at it is that, you know, some of the stronger promo guys, or at least guys who can carry a little bit longer promos, probably need to be on Raw because it's a longer show. So good for them. Um, well, let's examine some of these picks. I, I'm going to go through well, also Baron Corbin. We didn't talk about him. Selected at 19, they put him over as a future world champion. Now, unfortunately, he's still on the same show as Dolph Ziggler. So they're yeah. probably going to feud well into 2027. I wish they would have gotten some of these people the hell away from each other, Jeff. Exactly. That's the, that's the one thing that stands out on both draft boards is that every guy in a feud got drafted to the same show with the exception, of course, of that six-man thing. And you're just like, my my goodness. Now, you could put Corbin with – oh, God. How, how, how forward are you looking forward to that Kane – Baron Corbin feud. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I, I, I really didn't. 
Who are you American Alpha going to fight on this, on this roster? My, American <laughs> Alpha doesn't have a team to fight right now. Well, I'll get into that in a moment. But my, my hope for Big Show and Kane has always been that they would be like the new age APA, but they don't have like a, a thing backstage. But when a, when a segment's really stinking or somebody, you know, when they're trying to write somebody off, these guys show up once a month, double choke, slam somebody, and they're gone again. But okay. when you see them come out, you know somebody's about to die. And it maybe gets them over a little bit again. And then when somebody beats them, a VOD villains or somebody who gives it, who gives a shit who it gets somebody over a little bit, two former world champions. And you can still have these people, these guys on the house shows. So you have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of additional star power there. They can do their thing. Um, yeah. So these, these WWE network picks golden truth, the Dudley boys help that tag team. I, I say help. Golden Truth helps. I'm using the air quotes for those of you who aren't, aren't watching that tag division. Uh, Paige being brought over. Summer Ray being brought over for the women's division. It really looks, as of this moment, Raw is running away with the tag team division and the women's division. And they have the cruiserweights. And the cruiserweights. Jesus. Jesus. Also, uh, I kind of glossed this over. American Alpha drafted to SmackDown at number 22. These two guys, not only they're just two of the nicest people I've ever met in wrestling, they're more than ready, super over. You know, they draw the comparison to the Steiner brothers, and I think it's, it's justified. They're fantastic guys. They both have incredible in-ring charisma. They know how to make the crowd make noise, and their wrestling style – can do that. They they know when to pick their spots. They know how to work. Uh, I think this was an awesome call up, Jeff. I do I do as well. And I think SmackDown needed this, this kind of point in the draft. Uh, my only thing was I think they should have had Finn, American Alpha, and Nia Jax on the show, possibly in matches, especially American Alpha, just to introduce all these eyeballs who are watching this very first live Raw to these or live SmackDown to these guys and, and to have that momentum. I thought that was a bit of a a mistake, but uh, no, I I love the pick other than the Usos though. I don't see them having anyone to feud with though, that they can hang with them right now, unless they bring up another team from NXT, which is why I'm thinking possibly the authors of pain get brought up in some fashion as a a supplemental, just because they're big The authors of pain. Oh, that would be terrible. I know that, and you know that, but... Yeah. Speaking of terrible entering workers, some more breaking news. Braun Strowman, Raw. He That's and Bray Wyatt have been split up. Speaking of that family and split up, Bo Dallas is on Raw. So apparently, that the social outcasts were not picked as a unit. They were on the WWE Network. Livid that they weren't selected number one. <laughs> <laughs> because they got to they come they're three for one. So I like that. Wait, how how bad? So you look at the social outcast and Bo Dallas is the guy that you're going to take. Uh, instead of Heath Slater? Are you insane? Yeah. And at least you get the you're rights to WWE insane. Game Night. You get the rights to Game Night if you take Heath Slater, and that show is fun as hell. Hey, I just want to note Ryback, still a free agent. <laughs> Yeah, he is not on the eligible list. Um, thus, uh, right now, here are the remaining names. Uh, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Eric Rowan, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke. Also, uh, NXT, oh, name that, NXT names that have to be called up as well. But those are the main roster names. So, <laughs> and there are, it looks like, about seven picks left. Also, Eva Marie to SmackDown. Uh, well, that's <laughs> shitty. That's terrible. She's horrible in the well, ring. Also, you know what? That's a bit of. I guess that that that, that actually indicates. I think that they're going to push Nia Jax possibly as a face on that Raw roster because I think if she were a heel, they may have actually put together Eva Marie and Nia Jax again. I I was thinking they may do that just to help out of it because Eva Marie is a heat machine. Yeah. Why not even saying a word? If she could channel that and get – all she has to do is be passable in the ring. If she's at Brie yeah. Bella levels in the ring, she's money. 
and she doesn't even have to cut a promo either. There, there's that. But she can't. And this isn't a tape show anymore. This is a live show that she's going to have to mm-hmm. wrestle on and not screw up. So, uh, like I said, a lot of this will be changed because I'm sure they're going to do uh, trades. A couple of tag teams for SmackDown. Breezango, Breezango, as well as the VOD Villains. Now, I think the VOD Villains have been much better on WWE oh, yeah. main roster TV than they were in NXT. And I love Breezango. I think they're yeah. hilarious. The VOD Villains are head and shoulders above their work in NXT. They were far more vicious. They don't get enough credit because they have that goofy gimmick, so to speak, and they don't really know how to present it that well on the main roster. Uh, but I think the VOD Villains have, have over-delivered on this run to what I thought they might be. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> Dirk Curdy and Tyler Breeze are phenomenal comedians in every, in every sense of the word. I, I love them to death. I, I hope – I'd like to see a lot. You know what? I'd like to see them as kind of a modern day Midnight Express, so to speak, doing double team moves to make up for their size. And I think that would do them wonders here. But WWE's never given that much thought to the, that those types of tag teams. So I, I have concerns. I, I originally thought Heath Slater and uh, oh, the South African kid uh, from Nexus would have been kind Justin of a similar. Gabriel. Yeah, Justin Gabriel would have been a uh, would have been a similar kind of team as well. So I mean, I like Brizango, but I I don't see them improving their lot in life, so to speak. We have a lot of people very angry that a lot of these picks were done. No, that a lot of these picks were done before. You know, like Joe and we got We got to see this out, guys. There, there may be. Guys, don't look at this as a real draft where they're actually evaluating talent. Everybody worked themselves into this, this into a shoot almost on this whole thing. No, they they were looking at this as a way to market certain people from NXT and not take away from those guys. And that's why they didn't bring up the Joe and and the Nakamura. It's a very cynical way of thinking, but this is how they've always kind of thought. They don't want the shine away from the new guys by bringing up too many at the same time. They did that after WrestleMania and look what's happened to Apollo Crews right now. Yeah. He had no business being brought up anyway. He was that poor guy. He didn't have a chance. He really didn't have a chance. They, did, um, they didn't give him any personality whatsoever. He's this smiling, happy guy. Who's happy to be there. I and wish that, that he was yeah. fake. Nice. I wish they would make him like John Jones this fake. Nice guy who in reality is this partying douchebag, oh, but everybody oh, knows it. so good. Yeah, that would but be so good. That, that, would, that would be. Go ahead. But everybody, everybody on the show knows it. All the heels and faces are like, "Why are you smiling? We know about you." But he wants to still put it on for the crowd. The problem he, is that's that's way too close to Bo Dallas. That is way too close to Bo Dallas. I I have said this before, and I, I'll say it again about Bo Dallas. This this was my dream for Bo Dallas. I'll run through it again with you. I okay. wanted him to go on that, that undefeated streak, but I wanted him to win matches almost like what it seemed like they were doing with Darren Young here. I wanted him to win any way possible. Somebody slips on a banana peel, he pins them. Kane runs out and chokeslams somebody, he pins them. Any way possible until he takes this undefeated streak all the way to WrestleMania and it's just like some mid-card match. But they have Journey play Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> On the stage, and he's out there. It's his moment. The fireworks hit. They do the pyro on the big stage, and then he just gets killed in like twenty seconds on the main stage, uh, like on on WrestleMania, and that's that's the end of it. Uh, now, what I wanted them to do with him, uh, and I said this the other day on the show with Russo, I wish that he were in the Wyatt family as their whipping boy, like he gets his ass kicked by somebody. And Bray Wyatt's there. The Wyatt family is there. They save him. And you see Bo Dallas with tears in his eyes. And finally his brother has accepted him after his brother accepted all these other guys that aren't his real blood. And yeah, then he takes all the beatings. It's a bit surprising that they just made the Wyatt family these monsters instead of a growing, growing cult. Like, you know, yeah. I would have liked that. I'd love to see, you know, I would have loved to see a female member of the Wyatt family at some point. Um, and I, you know what, with this new cruiserweight division, 
this is just off the top of my head. You could put Tony Nese in the Wyatt family and make him yeah. the cruiserweight Wyatt family member, and he'd be perfect doing that. Indeed, uh, these picks are just so interesting. I got to think there are going to be a lot of trades that happen. Um, I, I'm really happy about this Alexa Bliss call up. I am I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking at the rosters right now. Here is SmackDown's women's division. We'll talk about this. Becky Lynch, Natalia, yep. Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie. I got to believe that that title is going to be a floating title. Here, here's your weakness in this division is that if they continue to have Becky Lynch be the pun master comedic type and if they continue to have alexa bliss also be kind of the punny blissed off resting bliss face blah 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 they need to expand those characters something fierce i'd love to see becky lynch get born again as a as a hardcore ass kicking baby face and i'd love to see alexa bliss expand her bitchy uh role a bit rather than puns on her last name so the, the list from earlier was right. Yes. Mojo Raleigh has been called up. Oh, wow. Okay. He will be on the SmackDown. Same show as Zach Ryder? Is Zach Ryder also on yes. SmackDown or is he on? Yes. Okay. The hype rose will live on, and that's, that's best case scenario for probably both of them. You know what? That could work. I mean, the problem is it's in a world with American Alpha. Who you know, unless they're playing gym 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 class bullies, are going to be the most over baby faces on that roster. You know, the hype bros are a serviceable mid card mid card face tag team that could feud with your Brizongo and it'd be entertaining. But they're not going to get anywhere above that, which is kind of a shame. But you know what? That's the way things work out. But it's nice to see. You know, I don't know how Zach feels about this because Zach's going on one of the better solo runs he's had. Since getting rehabbed yeah. at it, and now he's stuck with Mojo again. Pray for Mojo. Carmella to SmackDown now. Okay. Poor Carmella. I mean, she gets called up, and then she gets called up to SmackDown, the the lesser women's brand, and away from Enzo and Cass. What the? Here's the thing I don't get, and pardon my language, guys, but sometimes they do this just to fuck with people. Yeah, Like, you know they put Alberto Del Rio and Paige on. They've done this before, and it's so weird, and I don't get it. It's in really bad taste to, A, screw with your talent, and B, work your talent. Because you remember how the old drafts happened and these people legitimately didn't know? It's in real bad taste. Like, I'm talking like TNA feast or fired bad taste to work your talent. Yeah, and this, is, this is the McMahon. This is the McMahon's move. I mean, they've been doing this. I mean, look what they did with poor Rusev and Lana, for God's sakes. And they 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 got through that. But I, yeah, I find it in bad taste. Carmella's there to moonwalk, pretty much. I think I, I don't know. I mean, I like her a lot. I thought her and Bailey were breakout stars as Bay Mella on that Breaking Ground show quite a bit. They were just absolutely adorable together. I, you know, I'm glad she's getting the shot here. But it's an absolutely crappy thing to do to split them, split those three up because they are a great act, the three of them together as well. And I thought if they had split up Enzo and Cass, that they're going to bring up Carmella to, to be with Cass to give him that kind of rub, anyways. But what the uh, hell did she need those extra three months for? She didn't. They're just screwing with them. I think. Jesus Christ. Ah. I don't get it. Just happy I, I, can, I, can swear, I can swear on this show. Okay, well, fine. I'll fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, you can swear on this show. <laughs> I mean, like, like I mentioned, James, the owner of the site, wrote an article last week with the word bullshit in it. So, I mean, and it was an update on the site. Speaking of update on the site, Fightful.com. Please go there, guys. Share our stories. Today was our busiest day ever. Uh, we're still adding stuff. We're targeting Friday as a day to have all the features rolled out. We're going to have the, the comment board will not look like it does now. Also, we have forums coming for you all to stay in touch on there. We have a registered section where you'll be able to see some exclusive podcasts with like Vince Russo and uh, Showdown Joe. Uh, they'll still be available traditional means, but uh, what we're going to do is we'll make the videos unlisted and you'll have to register to see those. 
absolutely free. It will never cost a dime, no credit card, anything like that. Also, you'll get uh, the exclusive stories that I do. Like I had some backstage news on uh, the final deletion at Cody Rhodes uh, with some contracts, some provisions, and his WWE deal. Also, some Ring of Honor stuff that I had out. You'll get Vince Russo's columns. You'll get Showdown Joe's columns. Uh, me and Showdown Joe will be back tomorrow to cover uh, this weekend's uh, UFC show. Mm. Lots of stuff to talk about there. Um, some more picks. Went to Dana Brooke to Raw, so she okay. will stay with Charlotte. Alicia Fox to Raw. They couldn't have even get, thrown that bone to SmackDown. Like, at least Alicia Fox is good in the ring. Um, Someone has to lose, so it might as well be Alicia Fox. Curtis Axel, number 58. Uh, I guess that would leave Heath Slater as the last one, unless it's an NXT. Well, there are still a few people to be picked, I guess. No, Maybe. but uh, oh, please give Heath Slater a Mr. Irrelevant gimmick. Yeah. Yes. He could do <laughs> so much be, with that. That oh. would be awesome. Yeah. That's, that's. Wait, we still have one more NXT person to go, right? That's what it seems like. Uh, Mojo, we have Mojo, Alice, Nia Jax, American Alpha, Finn Balor, and and uh, who am I missing? No, that those are it. Those are the five. So we we still have a sixth pick here. I'm guessing Ty Dillinger. I would like point. Ty Dillinger to be called up because I think he can be really serviceable in the role that he does on NXT on a SmackDown or Raw, because that chant will get over. But, you know, I mean, they'll they'll beat him down and beat him down and beat him down, but he would be very good to have, because he kind of serves that player-coach role in NXT anyway, and for some of these call-ups, they're probably going to need that. Right. Um, The draft is over. It's... Real weird, some of these picks. <laughs> Actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, because Carmel would. It was Carmella, Mojo, Alexa, American Alpha, Nia Jax, Finn Balor. Okay. That's six. Never mind. I, I counted yeah. wrong. That's my fault. So Heath Slater, the one remaining guy. Oh man, <laughs> he's the only guy who didn't get drafted. That's even better. I just want to come out and just cut promos about this, being pissed off. I, I love Heath Slater. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of his. He's he's never not entertaining. So I'm going to run down these rosters. Okay. Here's SmackDown. On the male side of things, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, John Cena, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, Kane, Kalisto, Zack Ryder. Actually, I'll get to him. Apollo Crews. Uh, Eric Rowan. Yeah, our, your tag teams will be the Vaude Villains, the Hype Bros, Rizongo, the Ascension, the Usos, and American Alpha. So you, you, miss, you missed you missed missed one. Like miss, Superstar show. Yeah, you you missed the Miz, but yeah. No, oh, the that, Miz, the Miz bad. as well. Uh, your women will be Becky Lynch, Natalia, mm-hmm. Naomi, Alexa Bliss. Carmella and Eva Marie. A uh, good number of those girls need some help. Oh, they need to refill this division up, up, up on the main roster. Just call a lot of people in, and maybe you'll be doing getting squash matches here, so people can get better too. So we'll hold out hope. Taking a look at the Raw roster on the male side now now it'll be interesting i'll run through some people um that will possibly be in that uh cruiserweight division it looks like finn balor i don't know what Sami Zayn's weight at, weight is at right now but i'm sure he could fit there enzo could fit in there neville will um sing cara probably xavier sure at- Huh? Could Xavier Woods fit in there? Yes, he could. Okay. Absolutely. He's 205 pounds. And that's pretty much it. I'm sure there'll be some additions. Now, on the male side of the roster, singles, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, Rusev, Kevin Owens, Big Show, Neville, Sheamus, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young with Bob Backlund, Sinkara, Jack Swagger, 
Mark Henry, Braun Strowman, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel. I'm sure that Axel and Dallas will team up. Uh, on the tag team side of, side of things, again, you have Axel and Dallas, the Shining Stars, the Dudley Boys, Golden Truth, Anderson and Gallows, Enzo and Cass, New Day. So a pretty formidable tag division. Um, but, yeah, not, not too bad. On the women's side of things, kick off with Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Trying to run through the same. Lana will be available for use. Nia Jax, Paige, Summer Rae, mm-hmm. Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke. Not bad, but man, they they really, really got to uh, – I think they really got to make that a floating title. Yeah, splitting this division is a bad idea. Maybe they'll make trades to rectify that, but I highly, highly doubt it. So as uh, end of the draft talk for right now, but we have some MMA wrestling news. Uh, Brock Lesnar failed a second drug test, his post-fight drug test at UFC 200. Now, this this tells me one thing, or a couple things. He probably didn't give that much of a shit about it because you got to be real dumb to fail a post-fight drug test, for one. You know it's coming. Also, it's for an estrogen blocker, the same thing that John Jones tested positive for, which is used when you're coming off of a cycle. Uh, as, as I so eloquently put it during this weekend, to prevent yourself from getting bitch tits. Gynecomastia. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, it appears as if this won't really affect his SummerSlam status, at least as of right now, because as we mentioned on the site yesterday – the New York State Athletic Commission does not individually license professional wrestlers. They license the promoters. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it looks like Lesnar may get – I don't know about Scott Free, but he's probably going to be able to work SummerSlam, Jeff. Yeah, and also he doesn't have the same contract as most of the full-time guys. He is not, uh, he is not bound by the wellness policy per se. But I think from an optics standpoint, just due to the, all the – all the publicity over this, I think they may have to just give him the cursory 30 days. Now they don't have to give that to him till after SummerSlam, but I think he's probably going to end up getting a suspension. Nevertheless. Yeah, he, he should, mm-hmm. he should because uh, just the 30 days, not, not a big deal. And, you know, I have people that draw comparisons and all that stuff. I had one today that was really just really on me. Oh, well, what if, you know, he hurt somebody who it's different. Like I said, the WWE wants to make sure that their wrestlers hearts aren't exploding at 35 years old. And they want to make mm-hmm. sure that they aren't finding guys dead in hotel rooms while they're on uh, house show loops. The honestly, US is trying the, to catch yeah. cheaters. Yeah. Honestly, what the WWE is looking for is a, is a mix of recreational and, and the performance enhancing or the cosmetic type of drug, because when you mix those two, it's, it's dangerous, but you know what? It's nice to have this wellness policy about the, about the cosmetic drugs as well, even though personally management probably doesn't really care all that much. Um, and also, yeah, it, it UFC's real guys. <laughs> they they need yeah. to have a, a stricter policy. So, yeah, it's a little bit more important. Although Brock doesn't factor in as a major, major part of those UFC plans either. So, you know, I think Mark Hunt should get half his purse, to be honest with you. that That's me. Um, I think he but, should get a significant amount of the purse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't know if that'll happen, but he wants released otherwise, and he could make a lot of money elsewhere with Fedor out there because and at this point I think Mark Hunt just mops the floor with Fedor. But Yeah, uh, and I think if you put that in like Russia on pay-per-view it it makes big buys over there. Well, it it doesn't even matter. You put it anywhere. Yeah. It's going to it's going to probably make a lot of money. Uh some additional MMA news. Carlos Condit versus Damian Maya moved from UFC 202 to a UFC Fight Night show. I will uh update a story on the site with that also Deontay Wilder retained his uh championship this weekend we have highlights of the fight over on our boxing section as well uh yeah go check out our boxing section as well Carlos Toro and Darren Doyle doing awesome work 
uh, on that section of the site. Also, our fight size updates. I know a lot of you don't like going to sites and clicking on a million different pages. We put a lot of those smaller stories into our fight size updates. Uh, Bellator president Scott Coker says the company is negotiating with Rory McDonald. Uh, that would be a big get for Bellator uh, in that oh, yeah. welterweight division. Andre Koreshkov and Rory McDonald, please. <laughs> please. Who do you think wins that Condit Maya fight? I think Condit wipes the floor with him personally at this point in Maya's career. If it, if Condit can keep a distance, then yeah. he will win because his yeah. his range, his striking at range is really good. He's got good footwork, but sometimes he gets a little reckless and gets dragged to the ground. And if he gets dragged to the ground with Damian Maya, it, yeah, it's, Damian it's smothered. Maya. Yeah, it's like grappling with. With Damian Maya, it's like if you're an eight-year-old kid and your 18-year-old brother is like, he's on the football team, he's all jacked, he's he's ready to go, game's Friday, and he's taking out his aggression on you by farting and covering you up with a blanket and keeping you in there. You ain't getting out and you're suffering, and you may never be the same. Damian Maya makes people rethink their entire lives by – theoretically farting under a blanket and smothering them. <laughs> Jeff. That's no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Maya. The, nothing was more disappointing to me than that Silva fight when Maya went in there and just got clowned because I think it did yeah. such damage to his reputation. But I mean, he's such a high quality guy on the ground that if Condit can keep it standing, he'll, he'll, he'll probably win. But yeah, Con, Condit's kind of a head case right now after that, after the title fight, I thought he had won the fight to be honest with you. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker, and he said that he he might not uh, might not come back unless he got a title fight, mm-hmm. and that that just wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't. Right. Um, of course, we will have full coverage of this this weekend's uh, UFC show, Holm versus Shevchenko. Also, tomorrow, myself and Showdown Joe are there to preview the show. We're going to talk about all the craziness. John Jones took to Twitter, talked about his uh, his is drug testing, and he also tested positive for estrogen blockers. Said that he was not in the same boat as Brock Lesnar, and apparently he is. Um, Denial, not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I will be here Thursday with Vince Russo. We're going to be talking about the draft and you know all the fallout, things of that nature. Um, I'll be here Saturday, hopefully with Justin Golightly, if we can figure out some technical issues. If not, it'll just be me doing the uh, post-UFC show. Really excited for that. Fightful.com, guys. We're going to have exclusive interviews up there. We're going to have exclusive content, uh, premium content for free. Our, our boss wanted us to make this a premium-level website without you guys having to pay for it. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming. Lots of podcasts. Spread the word. I have people all the time. Sean, when are you and Rob going to do a show together again? We do a show together Monday nights after Raw. And then I, I go and grab the other Shake Them Ropes host, Jeff Hawkins, and we'll be here every Tuesday after SmackDown. Uh, very excited about that, Jeff. Also, uh, you know, tell, the, tell the people who may have tuned in a little late a little more about Shake Them Ropes. We are over at uh, Voices of Wrestling slash Shake Them Ropes. Also, Shake Them Ropes on any of your fine podcast catchers it's me and rob we basically do a wwe centric show although we sometimes go into other smaller indie territories as it would affect wwe but we are mostly a wwe centric show we will now be dropping every wednesday so that he can concentrate on raw and i can concentrate on smackdown and then we can join together like peanut butter and chocolate in a Reese's and, and have uh, analysis of both shows afterwards. We used to drop on Tuesdays. We'll now be switching over to Wednesdays. You can follow that show at Rob's Twitter account at shake them ropes, all one word. If you wanted to follow me, I'm at crap game 13, basically bad jokes, pro wrestling and occasional other random thoughts. Also Sinkara, Simon Gotch got into a fight backstage. I will find out some more information on this and I will, uh, I see an eat it Rob sign there. Uh, did a hat break in did a hat break into your house and write that note? Who won the fight? Um, That's what I want to know. I'm sure Simon Gotch probably got the better of him, but Yeah, that ain't a guy I want to mess with. It really isn't yeah. with, with his his catchback his 
experience in catch wrestling. Uh, I will find out some more information about that. I will do a story on it if possible. If not, I'll talk about it uh, on tomorrow's podcast. Lots of stuff. Fightful.com, bookmark it. Share the site, guys. Every time you share the site, that puts a few more eyes on it. Um, the the site owner, James Vander Linden, he's putting a lot into this site, and you know I want to make sure they get it back. I want to make this the best site online that I can. Wrestling, MMA, boxing. If you don't like one of those three, you can go to our front page, click a tab, and it'll filter that news. Also, it appears Cody Rhodes may be going to Ring of Honor. We'll talk a little bit more about that this week. I want to find out some more info about that. Yeah, tweeted out about uh, Final Battle. Lots of cool stuff. DraftBeast.com, check them out. Also, uh, you'll see an Onnit link on our page pretty frequently. Go there. You know I love the Onnit stuff, and so does Adam Cole and Seth Rollins and Triple H and Cesaro and Rose Nama Yunus and all these people. All kinds of great stuff. Jeff, my friend, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, breaking down SmackDown every week. Hell yeah. The A Show. Yeah. Yay. First one. Until next time, guys, we are out.